Hello and welcome to our wonderfully weird world. I am your co-host, Amigo. Damn, you almost said paradox. I heard it. I so heard it. <laughs> and that you're hearing is the other co-host, Paradox. paradox. <laughs> and I do the weird news, not Amigo. <laughs> there is no way we can edit that. No. To yeah. get rid of that now. That's so, absolutely beautiful um, that that I happened. want to, though. <laughs> um, we, we are... Two two friends who give you the the wonderful and the weird news that is happening mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah, and we are happy to be here monthly, weekly, biweekly. We are here. <laughs> we are here, here at some point <laughs> to give you the wonderful and weird news. Yes. Oh man, um, how how have you been? I've been. Pretty good. I've been pretty good. I can't. I can't lie. Um, I'm excited to do this again. But how are you, Paradox? I'm Amigo. <laughs> you got it that time. <laughs> you got it in my head. You got it in my head. It's an infection. I swear. I swear to God. Oh my God the worst was that like um, before this episode started, I was talking to Paradox about how like I had to think about like. Myself is either like my, my real name yeah. or like Amigo, and it was like I felt like a like a Spider-Man character where like, I couldn't like separate the two. <laughs> and now I don't even know if I'm Amigo. I could be I Paradox. I don't know. You it's all confused now. Our identities are all over the place. God. Yeah. Why damn do it. podcasters do this? <laughs> this is. Although no, no, I get it. No, I really like having oh, man. separation. But how are you, Amigo? I am. Doing if that is your real name, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I'm doing good. It okay. is a, hitting me that I will be um, graduating or getting my undergraduate degree in not a l- lengthy amount of time. Um, not super so far away. That is happening in my life. That is usually the big thing. Okay. Um, and not much else to to say. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that that's definitely that's definitely a heavy thought. I mean, it's not like heavy. It's just like well, yeah, not like heavy. Like it's sad. just like it's just like foreboding. Yeah, it's 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 a thought. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, that's a thought. But I have a lot of wonderful news yeah. to talk about today. Then let's go ahead and get right into the the wonderful news. Yes. Okay, I will be moving on to the wonderful news. That is happening in the world. Um, Let's hear it. I will be going actually to a Cincinnati barbershop named Noble Noble Barber and Beauty. Mm. And uh, I, I really like this story. I just want to start off with. Okay. Um, okay. So it is a barber named Vernon Jackson mm. who is at the center of the story. And basically on Vernon's day off, he... Still goes to work, is kind of oh okay the idea. It's it's a little he just loves the job so much. Well, we're about to get into that. It's, okay, um, it's something he's done since 2021. He just started hearing. He says so many horror stories that parents were going through with other barbershops and other stylists um, when they don't have patience for children with special needs. Basically, oh okay. Where um, uh, Mr. Jackson was just noticing all, all how it was just not really um, giving fair weight to, to to kids with sort of like autism mm. um, 
and other sort of special needs which cause it to be difficult to get a haircut. Oh, okay. Um, so he basically just figured himself that he would compromise by coming in on his day off when there are no other barbers or stylists in the shop so he could give their, the, sp- the special the full attention that the kids need. Yeah, I, I love that. That's selfless. Yeah, I think it's just like you like like I mean like I could never think about going to work on my day off. Yeah, I just think it's so amazing. Um, that's that's very cool. That's very cool. So yeah, he, he, Jackson said that about how having an empty shop helps mm. some kids who just are sensitive to like new environments and, and sounds, which is like a really important part. Like. It was kind of like they just couldn't be in your typical barber setting with oh, all like the noise, sure. the the scissors. It's all very overwhelming for for children with, with special needs, and and he and he kind of just mentioned how his goal is just to help children get acclimated to the barber shop. So you know, yeah, give them a feeling of comfort um, as they can come in when um, sort of like other employees kind of aren't there. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, and these kids, yeah, they just need a space where they can kind of feel safe. And yeah, I'm glad that like Vernon's offering his shop as that as that space. Yeah, Jesus. Um, this is maybe not going to go in, but we just heard giant footsteps. I'm not sure if you hear that. It's over like an elephant stomping above us. I think an elephant was trying to say that, that they liked Vernon's story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I just think it's like because, you know, like they couldn't work. They couldn't have a good barbershop session yeah. when it was a typical day and Vernon was just offering to go on his day off to do this. And um, I know Eubanks kind of mentioned this is a woman who has a son with Down syndrome mm-hmm. as well as a congenital heart defect. So a lot of serious stuff. And she sort of just explained that, like, I normally have to, like, sit with, like, my child in the chair and, like, bear hug him so that he doesn't, like, swat the scissors out of the side of his hands. Or oh, he's, man. He, like, he's never, like, wanted the clippers just anywhere close to him. Yeah. Is how she describes it. Um, he, she says that he's always freaked out about it and it takes a very long time. And, you know, like I mean, they're in, on display, in, like, the middle of the salon. Yeah. And it's just not comfortable for either of them yeah or any i can imagine so yeah and then she's just re- is really thankful that um vernon jackson was able to give her kid yeah a good experience having a barbershop and just just an alternative make things make things easier yeah. for them i'm yeah i'm glad they have that option yeah i just think that's so it sounds really stressful to um be be a parent in that situation and just having people this this barber help you in this way is just so yeah i bet that means a lot to to the parents too yeah yeah i think it's just yeah yeah um so but that's kind of only part of the story oh okay i guess it is also he not only does his work does his work on his day off but he does it for free oh my god so wow the kids don't need to pay or the, or the parents do not need to pay for this uh, barber session. Um, Damn, Vernon. He sort of just says that when he started promoting 
that I, he was going to go going to come in on his day off to do haircuts with children with special needs. Like a friend of his just randomly inboxed and was like, "Hey, can I like sponsor this haircut? Mm. Can I like 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 pay for it?" And you know, just friends and other benefactors uh, just all started sponsoring these haircuts mm. that that Jackson gives on his day off through kind of like a GoFundMe campaign that he started. Wow. Okay. So. Um, you know, these parents would, you know, try to tip for injection of like saying thank you and try to tip him like graciously and stuff. Yeah. And he just always says, no, like, trust me, this is like a gift from the community. Like, just like, please like receive this gift. Like you don't need to pay anything. And that's just amazing to me. That's very cool. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I just think it's like the community just supporting and like. Him do this amazing thing. Yeah, coming together for a good cause. I, yeah. I love that it's like a communal thing now. Yeah, I I I think community supporting people do, doing really good projects is just so. Ah, it's just so awesome to me. Yeah, yeah. it's the best part of humanity. Yeah, it, I I think it really is. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I so I just that that part of the story just really made made me, just think it's just so awesome. Yeah, I I love that. That's, and. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So Vern kind of just says he hopes to eventually raise enough money for this program to be able to travel to other parts of the U.S. to mm. give other children with special needs there uh, these oh, sorts of haircuts. He's, he's gonna take this nationwide. He wants to take this nationwide. Yeah. <sighs> this has actually like become a a goal for him. He basically describes it as saying it's been a really beautiful experience. Yeah. Which. It just seems amazing. He, he calls it the gifted program. Um, and he just says that this just allowed him to live, to love to the, to the fullest capacity. Um, like kind of like what he does, it sounds like. Yeah. And to see what happens when he does th- these sorts of things. Man, that just that just kept getting better and better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really love this project. I think it's such an awesome um, just story. It it sounds like he actually kind of went a little viral when yeah. he, when he made like a video oh. with, with with one with one of the kids in his barbershop. Yeah, and he's doing such like important like work. Like, yeah. this is this is the best. Yeah, <laughs> can I just say no. This guy, I think, is just doing just such an amazing job, and it's just I just think that like I can only imagine how thankful I would be if I had a. A child who needed this sort of haircut and that environment to get that to get a cut. Vernon and the community around him was just able to give for free in the most perfect way you could give it. Yeah, that's fucking cool. Yeah. So we here want hope that Vernon that this program manages to help more kids. Yeah, and I'm glad we could highlight Vernon and like kind of spread his story. Like we're yeah, been like kind of. Be part of it a little bit. Yes, I I think it is a very awesome story, and I really like the, the just the project he's doing and, yeah. and the way he's doing it. Free haircuts. So yes, free haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, so I guess that brings us to the weird news, and this one comes to us from NBCNews.com. Um, okay, right out of LA. Actually, so you know how you made a look there. You made a, a little. No, I. I think we've wonder. We've never had a story in LA before. We haven't. I. I mean, I guess we haven't. Have, have we? 
I don't think we have. Do you think we have each story set in a new place? This is a distraction. Um, Belgium. Well, that one's not going in. <laughs> um, <laughs> we we go pretty we go pretty out there. I remember there's Britain. We had one from there. There's one from yeah. Australia. Yeah. Yeah. We we spread far and wide here yeah. on this podcast. That's the benefits of listening to us. You yeah. should <laughs> you should listen to us more. No, yeah, actually, it's no. pretty cool. Um, yeah. But please tell me. What is happening in LA? Yes. So you you remember how Arnold Schwarzenegger used to be the governor of California? Could not forget. Yeah. Yeah. How could how could anyone forget? Well, it seems like he's still kind of helping the community out and oh. like behind the scenes because he tweeted um, him and his team were fixing up a, a pothole this past week. This past week, and so this is the tweet he sent out today. After the whole neighborhood has been upset about this giant pothole that's been screwing up cars and bicycles for weeks, I went out with my team and fixed it. I always say, let's not complain. Let's do something about it. Here you go. And it's about like a minute long video of him and his team like laying down asphalt and Whoa. just kind of fixing fixing the street for everybody. Okay. So... Yeah, Arnold's Arnold's helping out still, but here's here's where the twist comes in. Actually, yeah, I was about to say this sounds like a um, a my story <laughs> so far. Um, um, it turns out that that pothole was actually a service trench for the city. Oh, what's, and it, what's a service trench? Um, it's essentially like a hole that the city made so that they could like work on some stuff in the road. Like it was like wires or something or like pipes. <laughs> In there, and Arnold just came by and <laughs> <laughs> fixed it up for the sake of. I mean, he did it with oh no the best intentions and for, <laughs> with the community in mind. But Arnie, there, <laughs> there's, there's a reason it was made. Oh my god! Out of all the holes you could find, and yeah. be like, why isn't the city doing something about this? Well, turns out the city knows what they're doing, Arnold. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god so wait so how how is the hole then yeah like, like how is the hole it, well it, i mean it's what what big, how big is the hole do you, are you do you know is it, uh it was it like span the whole street it's fixed what? now because arnold fixed it well, wait he, so you just saw a hole spanning the whole street what, yeah like, like, like was it like really deep? it wasn't deep it was just okay. like a it was just like a divot in the road oh, okay yeah yeah, no, yeah that I would think that's just an accident. Yeah. 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 Oh no. It was understandable, but Arnold, this you gotta trust the city on these things sometimes. <laughs> that must have been fast too if you got that fixed up so quickly. It was it was pretty quick, yeah. It was just like a minute long video, but that whole process looked like it it looked like it went smoothly, honestly. Oh my god, I would uh it's the irony <laughs> of I, I can imagine the comments being like, yo. Arnold's pretty cool. Good job, Arnold. But God damn it. Uh, it's um, not a problem. So oh. yeah, the city got in touch with Arnold's representatives and we're like, hey, <laughs> we were kind of doing something there. And then Arnold's representatives have not yet responded <laughs> to them. I think they just realized that they, they kind of fucked up. I honestly, I, if I was like the city... And I saw this, and like some like assistant like showed the video. I'd just be like, let's just not tell him. 
Let's just let's just let's just let him think that that was a good. No, because it's, it's kind of adorable. Like <laughs> he just wanted to help fix the dude city. Dude just wanted to help. He was helping fix the city, you know. Former governor still taking care of yeah, his home state. He gets passionate about uh, service. He's like, work. yeah, let's do it. You got to do it yourself. But then <laughs> Arnold, no, not in this case. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry to tell you. This is genuinely like like something that like I would have made a good news story and yeah. then we'd have to like have a correction in the next episode. <laughs> so remember when I said Arnold was doing such good work? Well, um apparently the hole was not what I thought it was. Yeah, the hole was actually on purpose. It was <laughs> it was a purposeful hole. Oh my god. I Oh, that's you know what we we all have those moments, Arnold. You it's, know, it's kind of a shame. We we all we all fill those holes, <laughs> which were already. I wish I could. I wish I watched um more Arnold Schwarzenegger movies so that I'd have like a one liner to end this on that would oh, be related. Um, he really terminated that hole on accident. <laughs> How about that? Oh, actually, um, did you know that Sarah Connors? went oh to the college we go to no yeah no. that's the actress that's crazy came like went to washington college um for all listeners at the college she came and she like she just was here yeah and then yeah. she left she didn't graduate she just, she, she just left okay i yeah I, it was like a, a a weird leaving huh but um that's cool I'm not sure how good of a time she had, but I mean, hmm. she, it's weird to me that like, I, I go to the same college that like, as Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor went. Is that her, is that her name in the Terminator movie? Or is that's that... her name in the Terminator movie. Okay. I was wondering if I, that didn't, apologize. I mean, it sounds like a real name, I, but. I, I, I would have to look up her name a little bit. I, I just know her as Sarah Connors in my head. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So. I guess, yeah. That, but that, poor Arnold. That's that's really all I can say. I There's I no respect words. the fact that he tried to help, but it's just a shame. Ah, uh, he. Oh man, yeah. I you know what? I think we all we all have a little. I think we've all had, had one of those moments. Yeah. Maybe not actually, but <laughs> I like to think that we all had one of those moments. So yeah. slightly similar. It's classic, too. classic fuck up. That's all. Yeah, you know. Well, we supported. We support what Arnold. Was trying to do, yeah. Um, it just it just didn't quite work out. Yeah, he really went after that pothole like a predator. <laughs> but unfortunately, the city had the city went all kindergarten cop <laughs> on him. <laughs> Let's terminate this story <laughs> and move on to the good news. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so moving on to the wonderful news that is happening in the world. Um, mm. I am taking you to Minneapolis. And Mini. this one is a bit of a time rewind, I guess is the way to put it. Okay. Time jump backwards. Okay. February 22nd, exactly, mm. in Minneapolis. And this was during a pretty- 2 day. Oh, yeah. So it was February 22nd, 2023. And it was a, like a really bad snowstorm on this day. I didn't realize mm. that Minneapolis had this bad of a snowstorm, 
but oh, yeah. the high temperature of this day was just 21 degrees. Oh my. It was, that was like, the high? that was the highest it got that day. Um, mm. so, you know, piles of snow. Yeah. I mean like yeah. the bus driver was like, it's I like, imagine so. It's yeah. Like, it's like someone like sent all the snow here. So he was driving his bus and it was at the end of his route. Mm. And he noticed a young boy wearing a backpack, just wandering. Okay. Um, the boy looked five or six. Okay. Uh, the boy turned to be nine. And the bus driver, his name is Ambrose Yoing. 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 I am probably going to be mispronouncing this, and I'm very sorry. Does, it, have a, to does it start with a P? It is Y-O-U-N-G-E. Ambrose Young, and if I'm mispronouncing this name, I truly apologize. I, yeah. Um, okay. Yoing knew that the school was canceled. So, like, the snow was so bad, all the school was canceled. Of course. And here was this boy just just wandering in the snowstorm. Actually, not mm. just wandering. He was, like, tugging on the handle of a car, mm. like, trying to get in the car. It appeared to be some sort of ride-share vehicle. Oh, okay. Um, And he was, like, falling over trying to get in. He was, like, pulling on this and uh-huh. just falling over. And so, you know, Ambrose felt that something was off with this. Mm. So parked the bus, got out, approached the boy, and sort of invited him to board the bus, which was warm outside. It was just yeah. freezing. Um, and he noted that while talking that this little boy couldn't talk, mm. but he still managed to convince him to get on this warm bus, mm. which was a really good gesture. And it, he also didn't need to be doing this. He was yeah. at the end of his route. Just saw his boy, but he just kind of got the sense that something was off. Yeah, it's how we described yeah. it in, that, that in the feeling. story. I I get it. I get that, that yeah, you know, you, I think we all know that feeling. Yeah, um, and he, he and as the boy got in the bus and was warming up, uh, you only noticed that you could you could, you could tell that the boy was just very anxious, mm. um, was nonverbal, um, very difficult to communicate with. Mm. So Ambrose had to kind of keep an eye on him and just kind of kept talking to him. So trying to like keep communicated with him, mm. even though like something, there was some barrier. Um, it, and because Amber's later, later found that the boy has autism, oh. w- which was causing a, a lot of the uh, miscommunication between the two of them. So Got it. Got it. he called this in and he called sort of like the transit control center and to kind of report this boy. And you know, like like once they identified that the, the contact was made with this child, it was just a matter of seconds before they realized it was a child missing from North Whoa. Minneapolis. Holy so cow. it was reported missing from the police. Um, and, you know, the Metro Transit authorities determined that the boy walked 15 blocks away from home. Oh, wow. So he okay. was way out there during this, like, vicious snowstorm, like one of the worst... Jesus, you know snowstorms. You could, you could be in that situation. Yeah. Um. And you and you know he was able to be reunited with his family because yeah. of, of Ambrose's d- d- decisions. Um. To try mm. to help this boy. Yeah. Get home. Um. I was and I, I first of all I just think that's just amazing. You know. Yeah. I, I mean like um, this boy was just clearly lost and it 
would have been hard, I think, for anyone to detect fully that that was like something weird. Yeah, like, I would not have expected that it was that situation at all. Yeah, it it, it didn't from from Amherst's eyes, it, it, it might it wouldn't have looked entirely like that. That something was weird, and he just was able to trust that instinct and was able to kind of get this boy home, get this boy warm. Yeah, you know, when he's freezing, like get this boy to where he with, with his family, where he needed to be. Family, yeah, you know. It was um, such like a missable like moment. Like he was just driving, yeah. and he saw this kid just getting. He could have just kept. Yeah. He could have just kept driving. Honestly. Also, it was the end of his route, which to me is like when I'm at the end of my shift, I'm always like a little antsy to just get leave home, like get like stop working my yeah. shift. So, like, I can imagine that he, it was to know, not call it a day there. Yeah, to, to like just go the extra mile. Kind of just say, you know what, this is more important. This is like even though it's like a little something's off it's you know um is needed and just to, and just make sure that this this kid was able to get in like a warm vehicle you know yeah to say how long he was missing for like how long was um, he out there do we know I think it was that day okay okay it was good that day he just walked 15 blocks but um he, I, I think his caretaker was a little didn't know what happened to him um okay. I, I'm a little vague, vague on those details. I apologize if that's not exactly what happened. Um, but, you know, like, like it's in like, like these sorts of things mm. sort of happened or happened and it ended the situation. And it, it could have gotten from like a lot worse if, if Ambrose wasn't yeah. around. What I especially liked of Ambrose was that he uh, says he's like not a hero. After this, he, he just kind of said, "I consider myself a dad, uh, because that's what I would want someone would I, w- I would hope someone would do for my child." Yeah, of course. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, I think that's a very lovely. Yeah, just way to very to, very humble answer. Yeah, I, I yeah. Like no, that. I like that he, that he didn't try to make it too much about himself, which I I think is just really really remarkable. Yeah, that would have been that would have been crazy. <laughs> Yeah. If he, yeah, took, yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad he's safe and sound. Yes. This boy. I, we are all glad that this boy managed to get home at the end of the day. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Can move on. So, that brings us to a weird story. And I'm, I'm going to warn you right now. All, <laughs> all my, my source where I get this stuff from, just chose violence. <laughs> what? <laughs> like it's just it chose all violence. Just all like right. oops. I need all violence today. To preface in this story that we just had a talk about how we don't want violence in our stories. Yeah. Because it's not our vibe. We are not a true crime podcast. We're, we're not, not. We're not. It's not like gory. The it's vibe. Not, it's not okay. Like absurdly well graphic. It's just a, you, it's just a little silly. You prefacing this after like like ten minutes after we had this chat discussion about how we how, what kind of stories we should seek out. It seems like I'm saying like so. Anyway, here's another <laughs> <laughs> here's another violent story. Also, why would you mention this when we were having this chat? Like you knew this other story was here, um, but you didn't like just discover this story. But it's the only ones I have. It's the, it's, it's the right. ones I brought to no. the table. Please bring this to the table. I want this at the table. I yeah. always want to hear stories. So yeah. So you know how Easter was um Sunday, right? At the time of this recording, yes. Yes, at the time of this recording, of course. Um 
And so what do you do? How do you celebrate your Easter? Hmm? Well, I FaceTime my family and talk with them. That's adorable. But like, how do most Americans <laughs> celebrate Easter? I'm just going to skip over. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just checking that out or something. Um, yeah, I mean, like, they look for Easter eggs is the one. I'm Easter eggs. Yes, yes. That's what you wanted. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to play the cat and mouse game, but yes. Um, this story is about an Easter egg hunt, and it comes from wiseo.org. At the Green Shopping Mall in Beaver Creek, Ohio, there was an Easter egg hunt for, you know, all the little kids to grab Easter eggs and go home with some prizes, hopefully. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, they had to apologize as things kind of spiraled out of control at their at their Easter egg. What happened? <laughs> at their violence? Egg is that what happened? No, I, it's I not, think it's it's not yeah, violence. It's, yeah, it's just serious. it's just a little silly. So I'm gonna read the press release that they that they put out after after the Easter egg hunt. Okay. On behalf of the Green Management Team, we would like to reach out to our Green community regarding the Easter egg hunt yesterday. It is our second year holding this event for the community, and unfortunately, this event did not turn out as we had hoped and planned for due to several factors. Our staff, wow, our staff dedicated two months to preparing for this event, and we had 10 staff members and a softball team of 12 girls volunteer their time yesterday to help run our event. Oh my God, this sounds serious. I know. Everyone was very upset with the outcome of the egg hunt and the way they were treated by community members at the conclusion of the event. We feel that we owe an explanation for the events that took place, and while we are not trying to point fingers or place the blame elsewhere, we want to make everyone aware of the situation. So this is where it gets oh. into like kind of what happened. Okay. From around 12.30 to 2 p.m., we began instructing participants on how the event would work. One to two-year-olds uh, get to start first in designated areas, the concrete area by the fountain, where they had the eggs kind of laid out specifically for them. Then three to four-year-olds would get 60 seconds with a parent to get a head start, and then following that, the hunt would begin for everyone else. From the mm. get-go, we had an extremely difficult time with crowd control and keeping people away from the center court area. We asked repeatedly that participants move into the street so that we could give, so that we can keep everyone in one area to easily give instructions. The street? Yeah, I mean, maybe oh, they, no, no. they like hid stuff in the street. I'm not too sure not how it worked. That, yeah. Oh, it was closed for the event. Like that was Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We were unfortunately bombarded with participants that would not follow instructions. And when we began to gather the one to two-year-olds to head to their designated hunting area, parents rushed to the grassy area and began picking up the eggs from other areas. What? Wait, the parents? The parents. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> Parents wanting wanting eggs for their children. Oh, my God! Oh, wait. so yeah, they began doing that, and then that prompt that prompted all the other participants to rush out and begin hunting. This is not at all what? how we planned the event to go. And it's for children. That's what you planned. Yeah, no way. <laughs> like they're just oh yes, yeah, it's a slightly different version of what yeah, this we is... intended. This is um, a little different than what we had in mind. Instead of, you know, middle-aged people running around getting eggs, we wanted one-year-olds. Yeah, I found that very, very silly of all the parents <laughs> that just rushed out and acted like children. They they, they were the ones that acted like children. And they just, genuinely. They thought they deserved their eggs, yeah. What the hell? That's... 
Okay, yeah. So anyway, keep going. Yeah. We understand fully that you are all upset, but please believe that we are too. Adults were not permitted to pick up the eggs, obviously. <laughs> Yet we saw so many doing so, which resulted in some children leaving empty-handed. We had over 2,000 eggs hidden with 100 prizes to give away. And it's a shame that so many still left disappointed. And if that's not enough, we saw grown adults pushing children out of the way and people getting knocked over. This is absolutely unacceptable behavior. Oh my <laughs> gosh. And we apologize to anyone that was affected by these actions. Yeah, the children. Like <laughs> all the children. Literally, literally all the children. I know were affected one by these member actions. who's like this. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it was a bit of a a Black Friday situation. Um, yeah, for Easter <laughs> For Easter eggs, out of all things. Oh, my God. I mean, those prizes must have been insane. Yeah. Like, nothing's that <laughs> insane where pushing children. Literal children. Like, literal one- to two-year-olds. Literal. Yeah, one- to two-year-olds were at this. At best, you got a four-year-old. Yeah, who, who got pushed over. Who's you just like, what? Like, oh, this is old enough to get pushed? Move away, kid. What? what? Get out of here, child. What? So what, aren't these parents? Do they have? And they're just like it said. Parents were doing this, so maybe they what? think their kid is more important, or some. But like, or some don't shit you like know that. that like pushing children is wrong? Because you know you have one, yeah, and you're like looking at the world like, oh wait, my kid's not gonna get pushed. Oh. My kid's gonna <laughs> gonna grab all those eggs. But uh, that's insane. I know. Who? It's who, it's so silly. Who? I listen. That's like the fact that people get parking violations. Yeah, but not this. Yeah, is insane to me. Like, I, I wonder if there was so some gross. sort of like law enforcement there or something like mall security. Something. Literally, I feel like a fine is necessary in this situation. Yeah, because I don't think parking for longer than you're supposed to be is equivalent to like. Pushing, pushing children child out of the way to get Easter eggs. It's of like, never that serious. What? What could the prizes? Nothing. Like nothing. Oh no. my god! This shit wouldn't have happened if Paul Blart was on the case. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God, it wouldn't have. Paul Blart would have shut this down immediately. Literally, the only way I'm watching Mall Cop Three is if Paul Blart. Like, there's a mall cop three. There's a mall cop two. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> you had me no, scared. No. I thought they came, we were coming out with a trilogy no, no, no. of mall cops. I'm saying that the only way I'm watching mall cop three is if it's for this situation. Oh, where a bunch of yeah. parents are pushing children. If Paul Blart owns, <laughs> owns the greedy parents. If they, if, if like that's his like en his antagonist in, in like the movie. I think that would be yeah. That he make that make for a good antagonist. I for sure would live for that. <laughs> I guess it's just like a conflict. It's not one central person, I guess. That's just so crazy. Like, oh my God. Could you imagine pushing a four-year-old? I just in never general. would I ever push a four-year-old. Just literally in general. I could never. Like. I can't, I can't even imagine that. That's just, that's just fucked like, up. You know what's bad when like, they're literally like, this is beyond unacceptable. Yeah, in their letter, like who is like the Facebook is... letter that the that the mall put out. Oh my god! Like the Facebook like announcement of basically what went down. This is 
that's so crazy yeah just like what a what an insane scene yeah i mean uh, imagine like remembering your first easter egg hunt and it's just like oh yeah what a bunch of like oh grown adults a bunch of 40 year olds thought it was like shove me down appropriate to shove me down man oh my god easter ruined literally i can never get over that well so yeah my source is chose violence (laughs) um (laughs) yeah i'm not really sure what was what's wrong with my source of that week well on to the wonderful news that is happening in the world wonderful are you serious (laughs) (laughs) well that's not getting out i'm just saying it's clipped out (laughs) i hope not (laughs) yeah um okay so i will be taking you back to march 24th at a small airport in pontiac michigan um it was when a student pilot named taylor hash was taking off her plane she, she, she was a, a student so she had, she had to like you know like practice okay. flying and stuff when during her takeoff a landing gear basically fell off like mm. her front tire basically oh god just uh completely fell off as she got in the air so she got in the air but you know yeah. you don't have a front that's tire that's not that's not good yes she was she's described it as Definitely the scariest moment I've had probably in my life. Oh my god! She she told I think Schwartz, she. Oh, I think that was a a news reporter. She told news. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got um, it. it yeah it was very scary. Good. I'm well. She lived to tell anyone. the tale, so I'm yeah. I'm a little relieved already. Well, let me. Well, yeah. I'm just saying. Actually, the wonderful news. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. But anyway, it's. Yeah, so, like, she was a student pilot, is emphasized. She had maybe, like, 57 total flight hours okay. on her thing, okay. on her, like, as much she's flown. And this was only her third time ever solo flight. Oh, wow. Okay, so, so this is early. really scary. Haven't flown that much, and yeah. worst possible. One of the worst, like, maintenance things you could anticipate for Yikes. And it's not even to you yeah it's not even like her fault or anything it's just yeah it's just a maintenance thing it's a maintenance thing yeah it's yikes we'll kind of get to that but yeah it was really really scary and luckily there um watched uh who there was another pilot in the air uh chris yates mm. who is a veteran okay. pilot at the airport he also was a for the former director of aviation at spacex which is just a, a neat fact so he's a very good experience. He's a very experienced yeah. pilot. Um, and he saw this. He kind of radioed the control tower to alert them of like this, like potential disaster. You know, mm. um, and basically the control operator operators just like had never seen it before, and just like didn't really? know what to do. So okay, you have a student pilot in the air, third time flying solo. Yeah. Is this the control operator's no third time? <laughs> I don't know. Control operator. They basically had never seen a front tire fall off a plane, and they were just like, "I, I we, we don't know what to do." Yeah. Um, which is really like not, you know, very adding to the scariness level of this. Yeah. Um, luckily, though, she had Yates with her 
Um, Yates kind of radioed to, mm. to to her. He's he's like a veteran pilot, um, and you know he just kind of like tried to soothe her. Just was like asking her, like what where her name was, and she said Taylor. And oh, okay. then, um, Yates became emotional as this was his daughter's name. Oh wow. Um, he said that I didn't respond to the radio because I just couldn't even talk. Like I was welled up. Um. So then he says back to her, like, Taylor, like, this is Chris. My name's my – daughter, my daughter's name is Taylor, and I taught mm-hmm. her to fly. We're going to be fine, kiddo. This is the, one of the first things he said. Oh, I love the kiddo. Yes. That's – yeah. Yeah. It's endearing. Kind of yeah, soothing. Soothing. Like, dad, was like, able to yeah. handle that situation in that way. Um, and he, he just mentioned, like, later you, he said, I was thinking of just my daughter and just how afraid and alone, like, Hash probably felt in that moment yeah so i think that was kind of why he was being as sooth- emotionally soothing Aww. which is yeah. just a really just a, one of the best gestures i think in the story um is that um but yeah so hash basically would have to like land without a front tire which is like important mm. yeah like you, you, you kind of need that you to need land. Your front tire you, you kind of can't land yeah it, it's it's or i mean like we're gonna get into this but yeah. it's not not an easy thing to do from my limited knowledge of like yeah. the airplanes, yeah, you yeah. kind of do need that front tire to land. And <laughs> you know, and again, like, I mean, she, she this is her third time solo, like, yeah, third flight solo, that's, like, less than six, less than sixty hours. That's fucking flying. scary. Like, I, I drove more going into my driver's license than she's flown. Damn. Yeah. In before this moment, so. Yeah. So, but Yates was uh, just sort of talking her through what she had to do. She was sort of at this point circling the field until she felt ready to land the plane. She, nice. it, it wasn't really a fuel issue at this point. She's kind of like circling, mm. and he he just said like, "When you touch down, I just want you to uh, like to, to like kind of pull that stick all the way up. Mm. You're gonna have, like have to like hold like the stick back, so, and you could, so you don't have the nose to touch. Mm. So like like the stick that she has in like her cock." The, the airplane stick. Yeah, I don't fully know all air, airplane lingo, um, but th- I get it. There's I a, get it. There's a stick that you need to pull up. I've seen movies involving airplanes. Yes, I, I have I seen movies. I I've seen a stick that is being described. I don't know what mm. it's called, and I think airplane people might listen to this and be like, "Well, he's not doing a good job <laughs> he's describing." Not, he's but not using the technical. It term. was really important that she pull this stick all the way up. Got it. Um, I've seen Manifest. I, I know what you're talking about. We're not arguing that we know what we're talking about. Because <laughs> we've seen Manifest. Jeez. <laughs> okay. So uh, so she managed to, to, to land the plane and get on the ground. And she did everything that Yash told her to do. And cool. she was able to, like, touch down without the nose immediately crashing into the, into the ground. Fantastic. She was able to get down there and land the pl- the plane sa- safely um mm. when nbc interviewed hash um hash told them like as soon as uh chris yates who who, who ended like with a, like a at a girl kind of a you know um i think he also goes like, like like i'm proud of you like she said like like the waterworks started for her and yates also revealed that at this time he was also crying Aww. from this experience and they were both able to get out of that safely because I'm I'm glad he, he was he was able to be as 
yeah. helpful with that. And I think it's a very sweet story. I would be so afraid if I was third time solo flying. Only six hours in to like flying. <sighs> or like and going 57 hours. Oh, 57. I, it only like third solo flight. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. I... The I just, it's sometimes so terrifying to me, and it's just really amazing to me that yeah, like, the, this Yates has Yates was there to help her and and was able to to support her in this way when clearly it was yeah, and that can be a very like lonely experience yeah just in that cockpit just yeah by herself I uh, but she, she was, like, like the control tower did not know what to do yeah that's that's what i'm saying so, like did they just like never encounter this in all their experience i guess so i mean and like thank god for yates yeah literally i want to emphasize that that it's would be a little it would, this would be a i think a lot more scary of a story if yates was not here because yeah she did not have somebody who knew what to do the guy in the control tower would just like throw up his arms and like the shrug emoji like I <laughs> literally the shrug emoji. Surely they would have that. Uh, yeah, you want whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it's a very lovely story, and and I just think that um, he, he, it wasn't just that he like he helped her land. I thought it was also that he helped her kind of like support process her, that support her, her emotions. Yeah, throughout yeah. the entire journey, that I think is what was such the uh, decent thing to do. Yeah. Um, that's a really sweet story. I'm glad they both made it out of there. Yes. Um, I will want to mention that they have investigated what the cause of the malfunction is. Yeah, I was about to ask about the plane. Um, but Taylor Hash said that she just doesn't have any plans to give up flying. Okay. That's she's, nice. She's still up up, up to become a pilot. That's pretty sweet. So They're still investigating what went wrong with the plane? Yeah. I'm, uh, at least in the... Uh, gotcha. Back when this was written. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we really hope that Tails Hash, yeah, comes up, comes a pilot. Yeah. yeah. If she can land a plane without a, without a front, front wheel. Yes. I trust her to <laughs> be my pilot. <laughs> yes. And that brings us to the weird news. Um, yes. this story comes to us from com. Oh. And it is about a couple who is celebrating their 57th anniversary um tony and francis toto of allentown pa again another story in pa i know okay (laughs) i feel like you're targeting my state a little bit look it's not my fault that it just keeps it just keeps popping up okay that's all well tony says he's glad that he's made it to 57 years alongside his beautiful wife francis um he says this is the quote We've been blessed that we had together all these years. There was one time when we had some rough times, but he's glad to have mostly moved past that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, the one rough time they had okay. was back in 1983. The couple ran into a bit of trouble. Oh. Um, let me set the scene for you. Interesting. They had four kids. Tony owned a pizza shop. Um, but... It turns out Tony had kind of strayed from the marriage a little bit. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah. And Francis found out. Oh. And then <laughs> Francis found out. And then out of reaction, out of just sheer anger, Francis hired a teenage hitman um, to help <laughs> kill her husband five different times. 
So the hitman <gasps> Wait, blew what? up his <laughs> But this is ancient history. Listen. What? Listen, this is years this is years ago. It's all under the rug. It's all just water under the bridge. Um they've gone fifty seven years together. That's pretty impressive when you consider the circumstances. I mean do you know someone who spent fifty seven years married? My grandparents? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So it's it's a pre- it's a pretty impressive milestone. Um, and you know the, the teenage hitman just attempted to blow up his car, uh, attacked him with a baseball bat what? one time. What? Um, one time she put sleeping pills in his food when the boys like shot him or, or something. What? What? No, but it's like water under the bridge. They're like completely fine now. They've made it fifty-seven years. Um, this is a crime. This <laughs> is. Attempted murder. Yeah, but he he didn't press charges, so he's he loves his wife. He's a wife guy. Listen, he's the ultimate wife guy. Why a teenager though is my thing. <laughs> Why would you hire? Maybe that's the only people that she could find. I, I genuinely oh have no God. idea. Imagine in getting out of high school and this yeah. old this adult woman just comes up to you and like, hey, could you? Murder my husband. Could you kill my husband real quick? Just real quick. I'll give you a dime, kid. <laughs> so yeah, the really bad time was um when they shot him and he What? Um he spent twelve days in the hospital. Oh my god. Um and his wife was arrested for that one, of course. Because of oh conspiracy. My, yeah, how could you, you know, not attempt to attempted murder? Um Oh my god. But after he got out of the hospital he Bailed out his wife as soon as he was released. Oh and he still remembers what he said to her that day. Um, they were both crying. And then he, we said to each other, from now on, let's talk. Let's talk and let's communicate better. Oh, my God. Which is something that, yeah, they should have done before. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I'm i not in a 57-year-old year anniversary marriage, but... It seems like an important thing, but if you don't do it and you try to kill the other person, yeah. I don't know. That that doesn't seem healthy. It seems like maybe that's part of what it was stemming from, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This so, is, <laughs> what is this? Look, it's water under the bridge. They made up. It's like 30 years later. They got, that was the rough time. Now it's it's like heaven's gates. It's like paradise. That confrontation launched a new beginning for their relationship, and I mean, it's kept them on track ever since. <laughs> counseling, of course, with marriage counseling, because of course. All right, I want that marriage counselor on this podcast talking <laughs> with us in ways that it's probably illegal for them to talk about about how that went because. Imagine you're a marriage counselor. You've had a long day and a couple comes in and it's just like, so my wife has just kind of attempted murdering me five times. Yeah. And that's kind of what brought us to this point cut here. And you need to keep a straight face because you can't show emotion. Yeah. That's that. How did you be even begin to unravel that? You don't. As a, as a marriage <laughs> counselor, it's don't. someone's job. Oh my gosh. But how do you attempt to kill someone and just not? I go? think they made up. They just. Oh my <laughs> God. They 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 made up. 
here's here's wow. here's why he forgave her. Um, here's another quote from him. Did I forgive? Yes. Nothing happened to me. It's okay. Don't do it again. Take it easy. Just as long as it never happens again. <laughs> that simplifies it, you know? Just, all right, well, just, just stop it. Just knock it, just, knock it off. Just knock it off, please. I mean, at some point, he... No, I was going <laughs> to say maybe it's easier to just be friends with someone instead of, like, maybe it's just easier to, like, have that. Keep your enemies closer. That's... Oh, like maybe that would be like the easy part, but she was in jail. You could have just had her sent away. So I, I mean, don't. I guess there's still affection, and not you know. Yeah. Obviously, that's that's that that's cool. Yeah. Um, I just I am having trouble processing that. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, and she did spend four years in prison for the act. What? Wait. This should have been like, she she didn't go to jail. She went to jail for four years. Yes, because I mean, how can you how can you not? Wait, so she did go to jail. She did go to jail. Yeah. Okay. But he just didn't press charges. I think it was just conspiracy, oh. like hiring the hitmen was right. illegal. He didn't yeah. press charges on the attempted murder. For her, oh, I don't think when he okay could have. I'm not sure about the logistics of that, but that sounds like that's what happened. Wow, that is. That that feels like it should be a movie. I'll be honest. Well, it's funny that you say that. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> because in 1990, "I Love You to Death" came out, which is a movie based on their lives. <laughs> and so these oh. naturally these this couple is kind of famous, or was kind of like a big deal in the 90s because they traveled around the world, going to movie premieres. They did magazine shoots, interviews. Oh my god! That whole Are that whole spiel. I'm completely. I'm dead serious. They went on like a tour. They went on a tour. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? They wanted to share their story as an extreme example of the importance of communication in a marriage. I. Cannot right now. <laughs> that, oh my god, I just would not have expected that to be. I a tour. I was losing it as I was as I was reading this story. Oh my gosh, it was completely wild. Oh my gosh, I mean, you, I guess the husband can just be like, "Well, it's very important to communicate." If yeah, if you take if anything I'm away <laughs> from this story, it's communicate in your marriages. Please. If you don't, if you don't, you better run. Because <laughs> teenage hitman might be coming after you. God damn. Why? Yeah, why teenagers? Why? Who? What teenager, though, too, is just like so ready to murder before they've reached, you know. I have no idea. The, the, the age of Those 20. teenagers in the 80s, man, they were getting into some, some, some business. They're getting into some serious business. Oh my god! When you're just like, all right, I, I I I gotta get some money to go to the movies with my friends. I guess I have to take that job that woman offered me. Guess I have to kill. Kill for the. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That. So that there's your crazy. love story for the day. Was that a love story? <laughs> They're still together, aren't they? I mean, the story we've told doesn't center around the love. Does it? Look, they're celebrating I, 57 years of beautiful marriage. 
Marriage is a beautiful ceremony that, that these two people <sighs> share. I okay. That 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 is that is something. <laughs> that is great. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So we, I believe we have some mail, don't we? Yes, we are recording this probably before we get to some of the stories because we were just very excited, very eager, very to, eager to, to get read. this. So it's going to be interesting to edit this around. But we couldn't wait. We got more mail. We did two two letters this time. Last time we only had one letter. Oh yeah. Oh, um, yeah. it was now from both of our moms. Incredible, <laughs> just incredible. I'm loving this. I was just telling Paradox that we made the letter system kind of for if our friends wanted to be on. Yeah, but now it's just kind of evolved into just <laughs> just our parents. <laughs> yes. And also now all our friends will just guest star. It's it, like Yeah, that's what it's also looking like. Pumpkin like just wanted to guest star. Might have letter. another one coming. We may have another one. So like at this point now it's just it's just amazing to me that this yeah. has become like a, yeah. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> a bit. no one else. <laughs> I don't know if we can take any more guest stars because our schedule is packed. So if you want to be on, you might have to send. Well, the problem the problem is in. we promised guest stars to two people, and huh. I don't think we're gonna get. We promised it to. Oh, I see. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we? and so we're. It'll be hard to to, to keep this promise. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if we can a make it. A mini episode? I went to do a mini episode. A mini episode. 20 minutes record, edit together. We, we might have to resort to that. Yeah. Should we read the one that came in first? Or yeah. should we read the sequel? Well, so it sounds like we wanted to read each other mom's yeah, letters. Yeah, I agree with that plan. This is going to be really interesting. Um, so you want me... To give the follow-up email to from your mom. my mom? Yeah. Yes. Who also, if you guys weren't listening in um, to episode three, uh, Paradise's mom gave a letter. And it was an amazing letter to our podcast. And we read it. And yeah, pure amazing. And this one just, it was like better almost, or like. Wow. You're really hyping this thing up. This one was, I think, better than the last one. Okay. Like she should she, she, she a step farther. Huh. She says, keep them coming. Informative, entertaining, and funny. Thanks for the mom shout out. Excited to hear my message read on the podcast. She are right now. Mm. And she says, love you guys too. With a sort Aww, of like a, you. it's like a smiling tear drop emoji. Aww, nice. And then all the best, a super fan. Which a super fan I thought was amazing. Oh my god! Because she, she was a fan in the first one. Now yeah. she's a super fan. It's I am very touched to hear this letter. I this love the a, the running theme, the evolving the evolving gag. Yeah, it's a really amazing letter, yeah. and it was just very yeah. Oh yeah, it. my mom my mom sticks to sticks to her guns. She yeah, knows, she knows how to send a, a mean email. You say a mean email? Like a not mean as in like not <laughs> Oh, nice. a mean email. Just like a mean yeah. email that's like yeah. really good. Yeah, it's weird those know. two words are. Right? Have such that, different that kind of thing. They have two different meanings, but yeah. Okay. Your mom, on the other hand, 
She sent this email on March 15th at 3 a.m. <laughs> I, I want to clarify something right now. Okay. Okay. My mom was listening to our podcast on a like a plane oh, okay. from vacation okay. Okay. that she was on. That makes more sense. It was in a different country across the water. Cool. And so she listened to it, and then she heard you say, we're waiting for Amigo's mom's oh, letter. Yeah. And she immediately in a frenzy wrote this letter. Okay, cool. And so I, that context is important. I was wondering what that, she was, what not that was all about. Wake up at 3 a.m. Yeah, it was. It was. She, she did not sleep right for a while after that. I was gonna say, get some, get some sleep, <laughs> Mrs. Amigo. My mom has a great sleep, um, sleep, sleep schedule too. Okay, well, she says, I just listened to the third episode of Our Wonderfully Weird World, and think it is so great. It might be my favorite one so far. I laughed out loud hearing about the strange news. Who knew Philly was so famous for rotisserie chicken eating? And I really enjoyed hearing all the good stories. I love the one of the children using cards to their treatment. Made me tear up. This episode was definitely filled with great good news and funny strange news that I think all would enjoy. I can't wait for the next episode. Great job. Oh, that's it. Oh my God. Yeah. I. That's uh, sweet. That's an amazing letter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I love how they're both kind of like reviews. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they kind of have to be, I guess, in the letter. Yeah. Yeah. I I love their reviews. I almost want to, like, put their quotes on, like, the cover image of the podcast oh, going into Spotify. Oh, my God. Stop it. <laughs> I want that so badly, too. I kind of want to if we didn't already have, like, a like a format. We, 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 could, add, we could add a poster. We could. We could. We can make our own poster for it. And it's just with our mom's reviews. Uh -huh. Wait, that'd be amazing. That would be pretty sweet. Oh, wait, that'd be, that'd be really good. Oh, my God. Post it on Instagram, which we never do. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the one time he post. I, I doubt it. I, yeah, well, you know what? Yeah. I, never will I promise to do Instagram stuff again. Because uh, yeah. I'm not an Instagram person. I don't believe I don't know how to work we're good at it. <laughs> that app is weird, man. All right, that's all I'll say about that. It's, it's scary. Yeah, it's like a going in the jungle. I don't, I don't want to go in there. It's like tigers in there and stuff. It's crazy. Um, this I, could be the end of the episode. If do we want to sign off? This will be the end of the episode. I do want to say before we sign off, I how much I really appreciated these emails. Oh yeah, big these, time. Yeah, these are really amazing, and I they made me really happy to to hear and read. Yeah, I'm glad something showed up in our inbox besides sticker mule deals. We have a lot of emails. Five K Fridays. <laughs> Yes, these are a couple of my favorite emails. Yeah. Yeah, the best ones here. Well, thank you for joining us for the fourth episode of Our Wonderfully Weird World. Yeah. Really, really <laughs> appreciate having you guys here, and we hope you enjoyed the stories. Yeah, we hope you guys are having a lovely day and that it continues to be lovely. Yeah. Goodbye. Love you.